0: you there is my thing going on Chris. What's going on ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Welcome to Friday night, 5pm Pacific Standard Time In your place for the unfiltered experience With the two black shirt dudes I'm Christopher Roush and I'm joined by my beautiful co-host
1: Scott David Goyette is in the house
0: David Goyette is <laughs> in the house buddy? What's up, buddy? I'm good, I'm good I'm having a little bit of internet issues So if you see me free yes, I'm going to have
1: to go full screen What's that? yeah same thing was going on. um it turns out that somebody uh moved my power cord, so i'm gonna have you go full screen real quick i'm gonna grab my power cord and come right back because we don't want to lose me five minutes in and no i'm gonna don't. be right back because we want a full show brother
0: we'll be right back no we don't oh, yeah
1: why <laughs> we do 45 minutes thank you guys right
0: well, that's the unfiltered experience we'll see you guys next week <laughs> what's up boys and girls ladies and gentlemen it is i christopher roush your no excuses coach here from sunny southern california we actually got some sun today. And I'm super, super excited about that. And uh, unfortunately right now I'm experiencing some internet issues. So hopefully you guys are able to see this and see what's going on. But I uh, appreciate you guys being here, whether you're call, whether you're uh, live or on the replay, um, whether you're on the audio podcast or the video podcast. Thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you guys. We are celebrating tonight. We are celebrating show number 116. Tonight's 116 of the Unfiltered Experience. And I was proud to say, I announced the other day, yesterday, that I reached uh, over 200 episodes on the Raw and Unscripted show. So needless to say, I talk a lot. Yes. Uh, thank you, Robert, for being in the house. He says... Greetings and salutations christopher and scott we appreciate you looks like scott's having some internet issues too it's something in the air tonight i could tell you that literally i was interviewed twice today and when I was on the first interview, I couldn't get my camera to, to dial in. And then finally got my camera to work and did the interview. Then I had another interview 40 40 minutes later. And then I showed up to that one and my camera wouldn't work. So then I had to hustle and I had to pull out my laptop, pull out my other microphone, get it set on books. I had to do that like in two minutes. It was crazy and, uh, and rock the interview that way. But uh, that's what we do. That's how we remain unstoppable is we continue to go no matter what is in our way, no matter what the challenges are, whether the internet freezes, whatever happens, we keep on going. I was on a show today and they were talking about He uh, watched some of my content and he's like, I've been watching you for a while, Chris. And he goes, what you teach is about resiliency you teach about resilience. And I was like, wow, I really never thought about that. I talk about being unstoppable, but he says, you know, everything, everything you're talking about is resiliency. So we kind of dug deep really into resiliency and being unstoppable. So that episode's going to be coming out pretty shortly. And of course I'll post that on my social medias, but uh, just thank you guys. I mean, really seriously, from the bottom of my heart, everything you guys do for us and showing up to the shows and commenting on us and sharing the shows out and being here and engaging in the conversation. This is something that me and Scott really, truly love to do every single week. We've been doing for 116 episodes and that's just for this part of the show we used to do friday night live before so we probably got 200 shows under our belt in doing this so every single week we look forward to spending friday nights with you so tonight we're actually i'm having a little cocktail i'm back i'm back on. back (laughs) off the baton we got a little kick-ass unstoppable drink here going on. I figured it's just me and you just chilling out. So uh, just enjoy the conversation. So you guys are a part of the conversation. So please engage with us. We're going to be talking about a huge topic tonight, and we need everybody's support on how we can potentially change the world. Before we talk about that, how are you doing, Scott?
1: I'm good, man. Um, it, honestly, my gratitude level is just on 10 plus, And so I couldn't be happier. Um, again, like I, I want this for the whole world. I want... You know, we, when we went, we talked about the word, you know, the book, Man's Search for Meaning, uh, Victor Frankel, and he's, you know, sitting in Auschwitz, finding joy in a moment that people can't find joy. I'm in no thing, anything close to that. But I've got a lot of my body parts hurting really bad, as do you. Yeah. And it's it's to a point, dude, where, I mean, I'm crying in the middle of the night and then I wake up just blessed, like, oh, my God, I'm so happy to be alive. So I I love the moments. I love the moments, you know, and and that's something that, you know, we were talking about making our, our next series of shows once we start to put together our little series is how do we really truly embrace the moment? I think that's going to be our first series of six that we were talking about maybe coming out in a month or so. Um, but I think it's going to be super powerful because we're going to take different perspectives of a Victor Frankl type. But Jimmy Dennis, somebody who sat for 25 years behind bars for a murder to then commit, you know, how do you find happiness in those moments? And so, Chris, I mean, this is hundred percent authentic. I'm 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 happy and I'm just really excited that I'm alive, even though I'm hurting.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've been through some stuff recently. And I mean, that's the thing about life. That's why I was kind of explaining when you were off camera for a second. I'm like, we just continue to show up. I was on a a podcast earlier today that's going to be released in in a little bit. And they were talking about, they said they watched me for a while and they said, you know what I feel about you is that you're resilient. Like you teach resiliency. And I'm like, I don't really thought about it that way, but that's what we do. I mean, we go through shit. We, we get banged up and we still get up and we get, we get back in the game as soon as we possibly can. And that's what life is about. I mean, you get knocked down. It's like the song I get knocked down. I get up again. Nothing's gonna keep me down, I get knocked down. Come on, cheer up, man. I'm singing. <laughs> Your face is just like, what? Don't sing, Chris. Um, but yeah, resilience is super important. I mean Um, yeah, but before we do that, I just want to do a little shout out here for our friends at helphealhumanity.org. We're going to be talking about how we can change the world tonight. So you guys are definitely a part of the conversation. And one of the organizations that Scott and I support and supports us is the help heal humanity organization. So if you're listening to the podcast, helphealhumanity.org, it's a fantastic organization out there doing great work to make the world a better place, no matter what country it is in, no matter what the size, color, shape of the people are, the religion, whatever it is, we're all humanity. You split us down the middle. We're all the same. And Serena Buffalino, the CEO and the founder of the organization does tremendous work and what she can do to potentially make this world a better place and that's what we got to do we have an obligation to our kids and our kids kids us adults need to leave this place a little bit better than it was when we found it. That's always my goal, wherever I go, whether it's a restaurant or the grocery store, whatever I can do to make something a little bit better. And so we need your help. So when you get value out of these shows, and we know that you will, please go to www.helphealhumanity.org and make a donation, whether it's five bucks, 20 bucks, anything over 200 bucks gets a free coaching session with me. We actually had our guest, uh, the other when you were out of town, uh, Guy Berlando, he donated 300 bucks. He donated 300 bucks and I said, okay, he, he didn't want the coaching session, but he gifted it to somebody else. And so I have that arranged for Monday. So when you guys make donations, you get a tax deductible donation, you make an impact in the world and then $200 and above, you get a free coaching session with me. So thank you guys for, for, uh, allowing me that opportunity with this. And, uh, we got Robert Broker in the house. What's up, Robert. Thank you for being here, brother. So yeah. How do we change the world? Scott starts it's just a little task. with us. Just a
1: little task. Starts with us. Chris, this has been this has been a beautiful conversation that's been surfacing, um, you know, since I you know got in the accident, I've been hurt. I've had a lot of uh, appointments at my house. So people have been showing at my house and I almost feel like they're these strange therapy sessions. And I'm not sure who's in therapy, the, the guy showing up or the girl showing up or me. Mm-hmm. And we sit there on my couches and we're in front of the fireplace. And the theme that just keeps coming up is what can i do to create impact what am i to do to really change the world and you know we we all talk about the idea that we're you know infinite and we're so powerful but it doesn't totally resonate and and i want to clarify why it should resonate today when you say if you change yourself you change the world i mean listen to that as 15 year old chris or 15 year old scott so if i'm a good boy the whole world changes like somebody in like russia is going to stop throwing bombs at someone it sounds like right. bullshit and doesn't right. sound real. But here's where the power lies, Chris, and, and I'm going to throw out a quick metaphor and then you can uh, touch upon it. What I've really been starting to realize is, imagine this, if we're nothing more than, or n- never mind, nothing more than if we are exactly a radio station with an amazing antenna and reach to you know lands across the world, that's what we really are. And we're not conceptualizing or realizing yet so when I sit here in my own home and <clears throat> I'm speaking to people in kindness or sitting, you know, you know, with you and we're, we're really being what we want others to be, that vibration, that frequency is touching more lives, whether you realize it or not. so. And so- this is exactly why you see, you know, Buddhist monks sitting on the side of a hill and we're like, why are you sitting alone trying to change the world? Because what they're doing is they're creating this massive radio station, this massive frequency, this massive vib- vibration that spreads across the world from their love, from their commitment to making the world a better place, starting with me. And so what I've noticed as I'm elevating in frequency and I'm really just becoming in that frequency of love those who show up around me are elevated too, and I'm seeing this play out firsthand. So when you doubt that you have the power to change the world starting with you, please join me in the effort of becoming the type of person that you wanna see in this world and truly embodying that because then you are that antenna that everybody else is gonna receive that vibration and have the opportunity to shift. Believe me on this and trust me on this. What do you think about that, Chris? Because Freaking dude, I am watching it play out and I'm begging the world to receive that info and listen.
0: It's so true, man, what you're talking about it's, And what I'm about to say is funny for today, for, for 10 years ago, Chris, to sit here and hear me say this, but the vibrational frequency at which we operate, right? You know, everything is, 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 frequency. Everything is vibrational. I've learned that now. And I understand that a little bit more than I used to. And so I think when we're operating at our optimal frequency, I was on a podcast earlier today and they were asking me about, you know, the, the get up and, and being authentic. And I said, I, I wasn't operating at my primal at my optimum frequency because I wasn't being who I truly am when I'm being this person, when I don't have to worry, about what anybody thinks of me or anybody says about me, I don't. I mean, I wish you well, I don't even take it harmly. It's like, oh, I don't like that guy, whatever, go go find somebody you do. But when we're operating that and we're able to, to spread that joy and that, and that love to people, it's contagious, it's infectious. You know, I sit there and I talk to the, the cashier at the grocery store, I sit there and I watch them, and they're just miserable. And you know, people are not writing their checks, and, and it's just like they're, Mm-mm-mm. and I get up there, I'm like, how can I make this person have such a, such a moment with me in this, this two minutes that they go home and tell somebody like, Oh my God, this guy showed up in a bandana with tattoos and, you know, totally made me laugh and made me feel good about my job. You know, we can do that. And that person goes home and feels good about that. And then they radiate that to their family and all of us have that responsibility. And that's what I love about the fact that what you're talking about is when it starts with us. Right. And I feel like to your point, way back in the day, when I first started coaching, I remember watching Hilly Joe Osmond in the movie, pay it forward. You've seen that one, right?
1: Mm-hmm. I think oh. I think I might I think we've talked about this I think I might have it and I'm just bad with with movies like I've seen them, yeah. and I go like, oh, yeah yeah yeah
0: so. it's an amazing it's a it's really really a beautiful movie and it's it's worth watching again actually I want to watch it with my son that's probably a good point in that movie this little boy just starts doing one thing and that one thing leads to another thing and that another thing and this ripple effect like you throw a pond you throw a pebble in the pond and it kind of ripples out. He goes out there and he just thinks, I'm, I'm just going to do this one thing. And then he finds out towards the end that, oh my God, look at all the thing, look at all the impacts that I had. And so for me, that's what got me into coaching. And I used to get my coaching away for free. I would just sit there and I would work with some work with somebody for six weeks. And the part of the deal was for six weeks, you go do three nice things for complete strangers. And then you come back and tell me what, what that experience was. And I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, I just want to pay it forward. I just want to take somehow this concept from this movie and ripple that effect out. And what I found out was these, these clients were coming back to me going, Oh my God, Chris, you know, the shift in perspective from what they thought they didn't have to what they really do have. Like you were saying, waking up with gratitude, that ripple effect caused them to go out there and tell their family and their family got addicted and then they went out there and did it so what do you think about this like how can we get people to turn off the news and and stop focusing on the negativity and the divisiveness that the news media is portraying and how can we get people to start having conversations and listening to one another and finding commonalities so that we can make this world a better place because i do believe it in all of my heart like if we just everybody just shut up and stop watching the news for two weeks and every single person on this globe just did one nice thing one thing for somebody else everybody did it and we did that for two weeks how different would the world be
1: great I, I, I want to you know sometimes I like to keep it service level and sometimes I want to go a notch deeper I, I want to go a notch deeper and I want people to challenge yeah. their beliefs right now so to your point one of the reasons we like the whole ripple effect concept is if we do something and we sit and wait someone tells us and validates that what we did mattered I want to go beyond that because I receive that a lot as a, as a professor, as a coach, where I'll do something and in six months or a year, somebody says, You changed my life, or even the same day, they changed my life. That validation shouldn't even be important because right. here's here's a deeper reality. Even more than the ripple effect in my actions, just in my behavior change, my belief system change, my thought attachment change. Listen to that one thought attachment change. Yeah. Attachment. I can change the world. Now, to me and I know to you years back, that sounds like such bullshit and, and sit and listen to this for a second. If we're all energetic energetic beings. So let's pretend that we're one organ, so the heart. If we're the heart and I'm functioning optimally, okay, as a cell in that heart. What are the other cells going to do? They're going to say what is what is that cell doing? They're going to start replicating what I'm doing. We're going to create a more powerful, efficient heart because you see what's working efficiently and everybody kind of jumps on board. We've all yeah. seen that meme that gets shared all over Facebook where there's this yellow guy going, everyone be happy and everyone's like, Brr. and then one person becomes happy and the next person, he doesn't even need to talk to anybody, just the smile, just being the next yeah. person does it. And there's a critical mass hit and boom, the whole room's happy and yellow. And so I think literally I could sit here injured just being the person I wish people would be or I, 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 I'm I, like, why can't you listen more? Why can't you be kind more? And in becoming that, honestly, the frequency that which I'm radiating, others are picking up on it because I see it around me. I, I see the response even in social media. I see it in the quick news brief. I see it in a friend's phone call who hasn't talked to me. It's almost like they, they felt me. And Appreciate the magic, Chris, because I know the magic sounds like bullshit and I know a lot of people have a struggle with it. Just think of this. If you want all these people to stop engaging in war and stop being divisive and stop saying they hate you and they stop saying this and this, then just stop that yourself and become something. And do that for enough time to sit in that space. And here's the worst thing that happens, you know, for everyone listening. The worst thing that happens is you become a better person and you feel good the best thing that happens is you see that emanating effect of the world changing around you. And I promise you're going to get both of those. You're going to get a and B I promise. Mm-hmm. Please do it. So, so Chris, what do we do? So, cause that's a great question. We're asking people to take a dynamic shift, but I'm not asking for me. I'm feeling really happy and grateful throughout my being. And I want this gift to be given to everybody. I'm, I'm offering a gift do this for you screw what i'm saying screw what chris is saying mm-hmm. this feels really good i'm in a lot of physical pain right now
0: a oh, lot of physical
1: pain i'm i'm trying to go to the bathroom I'm, I'm i'm waking up with tears in the middle of the night and and i feel great
0: yeah cuz you so got you gratitude rampant. yeah no and I think it has to do with what your, what, what, what your science says right behind you go love now. And I think we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I think it really doesn't. Somebody asked me this question today on one of the interviews, they talked about that, you know, like, what is like the, if you had to drill down to the number one thing of why people are unhappy or why people aren't taking action in their lives and not being resilient, what do you think that is? And I said, it's simply love. I said, I have, I have found through personal experience during COVID of gifting a bunch of COVID uh, a bunch of coaching sessions and starting to have these conversations on zoom and realizing and hearing that whisper, like ask them, do they love themselves? Yes or no. And I was like, what kind of what, of course people love themselves. I mean, it's ridiculous. But as I started asking people, I said, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. I don't want you to think about it. Yes or no. Do you love yourself? And I figured people like, this guy's a coach. What fucking kind of thing is that? And 75% of 200 people went, well, I kind of, well, I guess I, well, maybe um, no, no, I guess I don't, you know? And we started talking about that and digging into that we can't expect the world to change if within within inside ourselves we're miserable so it really okay. does start with us healing some of that trauma and some of that that impact that has happened over our lives to truly to go love now and you started that organization for that particular purpose right
1: amen yes and 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 i and i like to hand that off to universe because in reality what i just said don't forget everything is a receptor there's there's an intended receptor i was at a moment where I was lost and I was saying, is this it and the universe? Because my antenna was up, sent me a signal saying there's more. Do you want to learn and download? Like gave me all the information on the love and the fear model and go love now. And I was like the bunch of stuff. What the hell is this? And so I literally had it all written down. Like I told you that night that I woke up the next morning, I had written down the love and the fear models and bought the domain name, go love now. I had no idea what it meant and that turned into be the thing that you know saved me and is empowering and saving other people and helping them to amplify their light. So yeah, so it's all beautiful. The thing I really I really am hoping that the world can really start doing is falling in love with themselves enough yeah. to be confident and and I don't want to say demanding but you know we talked to um what's our friend our coach friend in New Zealand um Sally Anderson, Sally Anderson. Thank you. I kept saying Stephanie Anderson. I knew it was an S. Um, I apologize, Sally. I, my brain painkillers, but one of the things um, I really want us to start thinking about is what do we tolerate? What do we request? What do we demand? What do we expect? Yeah. And something and I demand right now to hear this loud and clear. And I want every met woman who has a man in their life. That's important to them to listen to this equally one of the things that's been coming to my couch and coming to my phone and coming to my conferences lately is mostly I really only want to be safe and have affirmation that I'm okay. So it's very mm-hmm. interesting it's because it's very true. And and one of the things that we, we create as a, a top level deliverable as a man is we want to make sure our woman's safe and protected and whatever. And sometimes we don't ask for that on the other end. And that's why a lot of society is crumbling in a lot of ways, because we're sitting in a space where we're trying to do so much and we don't feel safe. Yeah. And so one thing I would beg of the world to do right now is check those men in your life. Make sure that they're receiving the safety, the affirmations, the things they need so they can be the backbone to build a better world. Because when given the chance, there's many good men in this world who want to support and do that support women support everybody um and i think that's very important in the development of this new mindset of the individual does have an opportunity to change the world individually but they need to embody the belief they can and i see way too many people this close chris they're so close to embodying that frequency to change the world they don't feel safe so they default to old behaviors they know are not the best behaviors just to hide because they're they're afraid so what can we do and this might be the conversation for tonight what can we do as men what can we do as women to help people feel safe empowered affirmed loved so they can create that frequency and collectively change the world together like what do you think about that and what kind of things can we share to support that that people are really helping this happen because because no one everyone's afraid dude everyone's afraid everyone's hurt we get it
0: right and i think it goes back to that safe word that's what somebody was asking me today like why don't people get out of their comfort zones or why do people stay miserable and stay a victim i said because it's safe and it's certain tony robbins talks about the fact that we do things for one or two reasons to avoid pain or to gain pleasure and so when we yeah. think about the safety and especially the new generation, we grew up, we, you and I grew up without microwaves and without Amazon and rotary dial phones and you know all that shit. And so we're used to going out there and having to do things. But now today's society, they don't have to do anything. They don't have to leave their house. To, they can do their job in their house. They can get their groceries yeah. delivered. They got the, everything is immediate. I can microwave my dinner. I can order on Amazon. I can get it the same day. I want that immediate satisfaction for if I do something with, with the world, I want to see that immediate ripple effect. But the fact of when we stay safe, we stay, we stay complacent, we stay mediocre. Yeah. And so when I talk to people about safety, I'm like, did you come here and have this human experience to be able to stay, say I'm mediocre, I'm average, no. No, you didn't come here. You came here to be excellent. And so as a part of being excellent, we know that the most we grow is through those challenging times when we get out of our comfort zone and go, Oh man, this is kind of freaky, but I kind of like it because we're, we're, we're supposed to be here doing those things. And I talk about the difference between fear and excitement. There really is no difference. It's your perspective about it. And I shared this, this, this story. I can't remember if I shared this with you. I might have, but I was at Magic Mountain years ago and we were standing in line for, for uh, Colossus. And in front of me, the people were super excited. We're going to put our hands up. and woo-hoo. I mean, they just went on and on and on. They were just super excited. They were all giddy. Two groups behind me, they're like, oh my God, that's tall. And what happens if the maintenance wasn't taken care of? And that's an old roller coaster. And what if it breaks? And what wonder if they have insurance. And they just went on and on and on. I was like, okay, same ride, same line. They're excited. They're afraid. Same thing. It's just their perspective about it. What do you think about that? You know, trying to get people to shift their perspective about being afraid and about making mistakes and about being vulnerable as opposed to getting out there and just being raw and going for it.
1: Uh, very, mm-hmm. very simple. I won't slow that down. What you focus on becomes a reality. True. If in enough moments you say I'm afraid and the outcome is going to be one, which is not what I want. Then you're already deeming that your reality. I promise you, I promise mm-hmm. you, I promise you, I promise you. I've watched this play out a thousand times. So, even watching, um, I told you about the movie Heal, Chris. And I think we talked about it a little bit. Yeah. There's a movie Heal with Deepak Chopra. Um, it's got, um, uh, what's the, um, there's some amazing people in there. There's, um, who's the awesome chiropractor who everybody reads? Oh, Joe Dispenza. Joe Dispenza's in yeah. there. Marion Williamson. <laughs> yeah. There, there's just a lot of really good people in there. And so, a lot of good mindsets. The fun part about listening to that is everyone who's talking from within there, it believes in a Western medicine mindset to stop the bleeding. And then what do we do with an Eastern mindset? And to the point, one of the things that's repeated consistently is, listen, you're fueling the experience. So if you're sitting there, OK, like think of this, if if we're energetic beings and you're sitting there, let's say every person getting in that roller coaster is going bad, scary, dead, we're going to die, horrible, we're dumping cortisol and stress hormones into our body. True, Could that potentially impact the ride and make it flip off the track? I mean, I'm not, I'm not like yeah. a scientist and all this, but I'll tell you this, I would certainly want positive energy versus negative energy. So like you said, True. favorite excitement, watch this. This is gonna be the funnest time of our lives. This is a moment that's beautiful. I'm excited to do this with my family. Now I have the just the right amount of endorphins and oxytocin. And now that ride just becomes a moment in a memory. Mm-hmm. Now, could something happen? Are the things beyond our control? Yes.
0: All day long. <laughs> All day long. Everywhere.
1: every day. We're literally playing in the amusement park, the playground of humanity in this moment. We call it Earth. So here we are. So anything could happen. But for me, hyper focusing on it, I'm actually creating. So let's say there was a loose bolt somewhere by me going loose bolt, loose bolt, head. loose bolt, the loose. There you go. The loose bolt becomes more loose versus it might say, I'm going to wait one more run right now because this feeling of positivity, this energy, and you can say that's woo-woo and bullshit, but listen, I would rather subscribe to woo-woo and bullshit and live a healthy, happy life with the right um, chemicals being flooded into my body than the ones that create a bad atmosphere for me to develop and grow. So, even, so if nothing else, put good... Good chemicals in your body and have a good experience versus put bad chemicals if nothing else yeah it's not rocket science like why are we fighting this stuff
0: it's so, so. true it's so true what do you guys think you guys in the audience that we wanted to have this conversation with you what do you think we can do aside from what scott and i are talking about to to change the, tr- the trajectory of the world and be able to have you know some change that really is solid that our our kids can grow up in? that's the biggest thing for me scott is yes. i mean kayla's what 16 uh, uh jackson's exactly. six you know, it's, that's my whole mission right now is to make sure that all of us adults, you know, supposed adults, we do our best to leave this world better for the kids so they don't have to clean up our shit. You know, I already okay. feel bad enough when I go to pick up my son in the afternoon, sometimes I'm amazed at how many parents pick up their kids. And I'm just like, wow, when I was a kid, there may have been three or four parents, but the rest of us walked home or took our bikes home. Yeah. And now there's not safety. It's like, you know, these kids are, are growing up in a world my wife and I were just talking about it. She saw a TikTok earlier where a mom found out her 12 year old uh, son was doing games and he was a chat on a Discord yeah. thing, and found out there was a pedophile in there, and that he actually the kid gave the guy the address, and the guy had came by their house. So now she had to send her kid to the, her dad's house. You know, they were divorced, and it was just all this freaky stuff. It's like, wow, do we really need to grow up in a world like this? But I think that, you know, when we we talk about the the fact of what we can do within ourselves, so many people are out there like blaming and pointing the finger. And uh, I've read the book, The Body Keeps Score." Now I'm reading another one by yes. Dr. Gabor Mate called The Myth is Normal. And it's basically along the same lines. It talks about the conditioning process. Right. You know, I'm fascinated by the conditioning process that happens and what that even in in vitro, you know, stress happens, you know, with the mother, what they're drinking, what they're, what kind of stress they're going on through. And then everything, you know, throughout our, 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 our childbirth and everything else, that all sticks with us and that becomes stored energy and stored trauma. What do you think we can do to help people, you know, aside from them obviously going and doing the work and plant-based medicine, which you've done, um, what can we do to get people to, to resolve some of that anger and that guilt and that resentment and the fact that they want to blame everybody or they're waiting for somebody to come save them or somebody to come apologize to them, to to make them feel whole what do you think about that and what we can do to give people some rational ideas so they can start processing that shit and get it off their back
1: you know you just i love this question i love this question i had somebody who was in my um my group recently in my coaching group and uh, the person left and i've watched their post on social media and they're like this person needs to apologize to me this person needs to do this this it's like I just and they left the group they quit the group because like i don't have time right now what really happened was the subconscious mind scared the hell out of them because they're about to make a change and that which what they thought was their strength their intellect they were subscribing to that so much because they thought being smart would get them out of this and yeah so i'm going to give you your answer thank you i'm not a stupid person and i might actually be intellectually. Maybe crazy. but um you know, again, I've got scholarships in like multiple schools like I'm a bright person, but this is not. this is not what I subscribe to. Like I can sit here all day and and go do things that people like, oh, you're really smart. I'm so tired of that shit because I'm gonna tell you the minute I get out of here and I move into my heart is yeah. where the healing starts. So my answer to you would be to find the pathway from here to here and introduce the conscious mind to the subconscious mind. Now, there's many ways you can do this. You can start this through simple meditation. You can go to Insight Timer and do guided meditations. You could take Chris's classes. You can take mind classes. I mean, I'm literally teaching you to reprogram the subconscious mind. And I'm actually studying some new um, modalities uh, currently to tap into the superconscious to help people. To and to your point with Gabor Monte, So many of us and so many of the modalities, we want to walk back to an event. When my mom left, when my dad hit me, when this happened. Well, what about prenatal? What about things from somebody whose family was enslaved and this is in the DNA and coming into the blueprint and you don't know where it's coming from? There's modalities to do that and there's a introduction. And here's the the way to look at it. We've got the, we've all seen it, the um, iceberg and we think the iceberg is this big and then you look at the bottom, you're like, holy shit where's well, hey. your subconscious mind here's your conscious mind the introduction between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind and realize that that subconscious mind that big part of the iceberg has been in service to you to date but now is creating limits and actually could be hurting your growth mm-hmm. is a hard thing for us to swallow but here we are ready to become limitless again gabor talks about it joe Dispenza talks about it we're all talking about it i would say the simplest thing would be to meditate into your heart Stop worrying about being right. Get out of your intellect because it has served you to date. Your subconscious has protected you to date and invite the idea that maybe just maybe your healing will start with introducing these two parts and saying, we can be friends and we don't need to be at odds. And I'm going to give you a really easy way to visualize what this looks like. Scott says today, I'm going to go lose weight. And little boy Scott in the subconscious mind goes, but I like cookies. I really like cookies. And so all day we're fighting. Do I have the cookie? Whatever. What if I introduce and say, why was a cookie important? Because that made me safe in the moment. My grandmother gave them to me when the world around me felt like shit. And in that simple introduction, we say, well, what about today if we decide to be our best in the moment? And little Scott goes, cookies aren't that important. We're going to move forward. And that's what we're doing. We're making that come to reality and it starts with simple meditation and even being aware of the introduction between the conscious and the subconscious mind. So that's my short 27 (laughs) minute answer, (laughs) but I thought it was important, so.
0: (laughs) No, no, that's great, that's great. You know, I mean, what we're talking about here is the fact that we have to take, you know, uh, Jock said it earlier when I was on the show, he said, you know, it's awareness. Yeah. Like that first critical component is awareness. And then I think from that point, it's like, am I a part of the problem or am I part of the solution? And I think that's what people need to really kind of go back within themselves and ask themselves, am I being a part of the solution is, you know, with my loudspeaker saying this is wrong and that's wrong and you guys suck and, you know, kind of blaming everybody for what is quote unquote wrong. That's one aspect of it. But what is it that you're truly doing to bring people together? And we've seen those individuals in, in the world and I still see them. And so now for me, it's really trying to see, okay. Um, like when I've offered people, like, do you watch the news? And they say, yeah, like, like, they're unhappy and everything. I said, do you watch the news? Well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, what would it feel like if you didn't watch the news for two weeks? Instead of those two weeks, you went out there and did three nice things for complete strangers. How different do you think your life might be? Well, I never really thought about that. I'm like, are you willing to do this challenge? I'm like expecting people to go. Yeah. It's something I recently I've been doing with people probably the last month and overwhelmingly, most people don't want to do it. I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. I said, just walk around your fucking neighborhood and whatever your gift of genius is, go offer that to your neighbors. You know, we talk about changing the world and I'm pointing the finger right at me. I was uh, just talking about this with somebody the other day and I think I've mentioned it on the show. Like I have a nice little community right here. I'm not in a Gating community, but we have a nice little cul-de-sac area, probably about, I don't know, maybe a hundred houses. And then like, I'm out here trying to change the world, doing broadcasts like this, but I have not done nothing in my own neighborhood. I've not gone to my next door neighbor and said, hey, what can I do to help you? Hey, I'm Chris. I'm a mindset coach. I can help you out. If you're having a bad day, come and call me. Let's together, let's, you know, what's your gift? Maybe we can trade services and together kind of create this network in our own little community that other people go, well, What's that? What are they doing? And that's why I want to advertise it on next door. I mean, everybody's got next door now. I want to start small and have that bridge out and have that become a thing. But it's amazing when people don't want to like let go of that misery because it is so familiar and being a victim. And going to that thing that I was talking about earlier was the fact of, you know, misery loves company. So the guy had asked me, like, what do you think we could do? What is what should somebody do if they find themselves miserable and, and, and don't have any answers to change? I said, the first fucking thing they can do is look at the five people they are hanging around. Yes. You hang around a bunch of miserable fuckers that are going goddamn fucking government. Goddamn this and fuck COVID. And t- if you're hanging around five people that are doing that shit, guess what? You're going to be the sixth person. But if you're hanging around people that go, huh? And I've told a story a thousand times. I used to be a news junkie. I was a political junkie. I could sit there and talk about what was going on the Senate floor. I could talk about all that shit. Who's fucking the the Speaker? I could do all that shit. And then I found myself yelling at a TV one night at 10 o'clock, going, literally, I did. I was like, I'm like, what are you fucking? Doing? I'm like, am I really doing anything? Am I boycotting? Am I striking? Am I trying to get in public service? No, I'm just yelling. And then I go to work, and me and my buddy Kerry sit there and talk about it for two hours, and we do nothing. I'm like, hmm, let me just try not to turn on the news for two weeks, and I never turned it back on, and I've been fucking happier ever since. What do you think about that?
1: I love what you're doing because you're walking ourselves up the organic hill that we all walk up. We start with what we want the world to look like. And we say, honesty matters to me because my dad was dishonest. Um, Loyalty matters because my mom had lack of loyalty towards me. So you, you come up with this beautiful idea of what everyone should look like. And then we start getting upset when they're not that. But what we really just need to do is amplify that within ourselves. And it doesn't make logical sense because what we think you need to do this, you need to do this. You know, you internet guy who was on our show, who has a whole following and as a coach, you suck. And and here's the reality. Cool. So how are you going to potentially change people like that person, Chris? You already know the answer. It, it's me <laughs> amplifying myself and people going. I want to argue with him. I want to argue with him. But damn it, I actually really like him. Damn it. Damn it. So become that with which you want others to be. And, and I'm watching it play out. I'm watching people with very different mindsets. Than me sending me messages or coming up to me in the gym or saying you said something I didn't like. And now I like you or I didn't want to say this. It happens all day, every day. And here's the thing. It's not an egoic thing. I don't give a shit if you like me. I like watching the shift in you. And I like to be part of that process because, like I said, it, you know, Those things are nice to keep me moving, but I should know deep down in my heart, and this is what I request that everybody does, even if you're not getting those validations, if you're truly embodying that with which you want to become, honesty, high integrity, good person, the world is changing because of you, I promise.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I I know that sounds, I still say it, and it sounds batshit crazy because you're like, well, how are they saying changing if they don't even know me? It could be the energy. It could be the the message being sent out, you know, via the antenna. It could be. I don't even care to define what it is. I watch it work and I know it's happening. And I know that the wisest people on the planet have been doing this for years. The Plato's, the Socrates, the people sitting in the monks on the hill. They always say that I become the best version of me and the world changes and you're like, Mm hmm. This is the dumbest thing in the world. There's 60 bald men on the side of a freaking hill in (laughs) Chiang Mai, Thailand. You're telling me you're changing the world. I'll come to your freaking temple, but this is dumb. But then when I really stop and think about it, why is it when I was going up that hill, I could feel like a tingle. Why is it when I got up there, I was like, something's happening to me because I was ready to receive their energy and it was being delivered. And they were literally calling me in to be there to take their energy and bring it into the world. It was yeah. happening to me as a conduit, and now I see it. I ask you to become it and do it, and your five people thing is right on point. What if five people are releasing that energy and then meandering into the world? You're doing the same thing that those Buddhist monks on the hill in Chiang Mai are. We're literally creating conduits, lights, to light up the world in love and not fear. It's happening. Yeah. Be a part of the solution, not part of the problem. You're part of it already. Yeah. Just become it
0: hmm. It's so true. What I hear you saying, what I what I think about when you're talking about that is I think about the ego and the identity. And we've talked about here on the show. It's probably one of the seasons we'll do is talking about identity and who am I and am I the ego or am I the soul? You know, and, and talking about how to how we how we how we can separate ourselves from the egoic fact of, you know, that validation, that significance, significance and that success that we want to go brag about, you know, like, Oh, I've got this and I've done this and I've, I've I've influenced those people. How can we get people to sit there and look at, you know, the ego and be able to separate themselves enough to be able to sit there and say, you know what, for a period of time, I'm going to go instead of being egoic. And like, I got to prove my point to this person. I'm going to go and understand this person. How can we get people to like, just separate themselves a minute just from their ego and be able to sit there and say, you know what, I want to go understand this one person. You know, I just want to, I just really trail around and understand them. Most people don't want to understand. They just want to be heard. They don't want to be understood, which again is in Stephen Covey's book, you know, seek first to understand, which has been massively important in my life. I mean, I'm probably successful because of that rule alone. Anything yeah. about that?
1: No, you answer the question. It's just ask questions. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you do, you do such a great job of you, I mean, you do it with me. Like you, 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 you inspire, you, 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 you pry something out of me so that I can like find an answer and share it and, you know, vice versa. And you're. You're a master at that. So what I think is is super important is what you're saying for all of us is to ask a lot of questions because we're all cooped up and we're sitting here on autopilot and the opportunity for us to blossom is in us uncovering our brilliance. And so questions help us uncover that. So if I were to say to you, Chris, what lights you up and you're like, and I I know where you're going to go because I know you, I'm I'm my my kid and I I love Mm -hmm. helping others. And once you start talking, what happens? You're going to start coming alive. And what happens when you come alive? You start becoming those things we were talking about. What starts happening? You become the antenna. and what starts happening? The world changes because of what? You start asking questions. What do you yeah. do at the food store? Hey, how are you doing? Are you having a good day? I love your smile. I hope you, I hope I see you tomorrow. That person comes alive. What happens? This is it. mm-hmm. It's so freaking simple. Ask questions, take interest, do things with intent, embrace the moments. I don't think Robert
0: says the answer is the question. The answer is in the question. I mean, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what I think. And I think about, I think about the fact that, you know, we have to look at, we have to look at the fact that, you know, so many of us are withdrawing from society and withdrawing from the answers and the solutions. Like, I just don't want to be a part of it. And sometimes I have to sit there and ask myself that. And you've, you've put me on the pin about that a little bit, you know, like, you know, sometimes if people say, well, Chris, you're not watching the news. You're not part of the solution because you're just, you're just ignoring it. You have your head in the sand. I'm like, mm, to a certain extent, you know, why should, why am I sitting sit there going to watch the news unless I'm actually going to physically take action on it. And some yeah. people have challenged me like, well, you have a platform, Chris, you have a voice. You should be using your show to do that stuff. I'm like, no, why? Why? Really? I'm not, not unless I spend time with somebody, am I really going to have any permanent opportunity for change? What I'm doing in these shows is planting seeds. So hopefully that someday down the road, a few more seeds are going to get planted and somehow some, that, that person is going to get rained on usually through when they've hit rock bottom and they have that realization, like, wow, I didn't realize what I had. And now I'm gonna have a deeper appreciation for the simpler things in life. Um, you know, when I think about the the opportunity for us to really kind of look inward and to be able to have that opportunity to go out there and make that shift within our own selves. And then with our own families, you know, it's, yeah. it's mind blowing to think about how many people are going home and being miserable and wondering why their family's not happy, you know, yeah. to your point, you're like, where you, what you focus on? that's where the energy, that's where the energy goes, where focus goes, energy flows. Um, what do you think we could do to get people to, to find more peace and harmony within themselves? I mean, obviously go love now. Um, has, has, a, has a meaning and a purpose, how can we get people to find more peace and harmony within themselves by having more forgiveness and empathy for themselves, especially for maybe past transgressions or things they may have thought they, they did for their parents or whatever. How can we find more empathy and forgiveness for ourselves so we can start that healing process so we can make the world a better place? So
1: I'll speak anecdotally, but I think um, from speaking to many others that uh, it might be decent information. It's what we were saying earlier figure out what matters to you so you can be the best version of yourself hey kelsey what's kelsey up? i'm gonna see uh i don't know if you'll be there kelsey you gotta come down for a month and see us in costa rica Look forward to uh being there um but um one of the things that i think like i said especially i see a lot of men who have always provided safety have always provided the protection have always done the things that are organic to being you know male attributes what makes a quality man and that's also something that we need to be the best we can be. So I would say for me to find peace, it's not just me doing it. I need to have a safe space to do it. And, and I'm being honest because I've tried. I, I went and meditated and done the things. If I don't feel like you know my wife or my family or my daughter, um, if I don't feel like I'm safe enough to support them, I feel very disconnected. And I can do all the yoga. I can do all the breath work. I can teach you all this shit. And I struggle myself. So I would say to find inner peace. Again, we could go sit on a mountaintop and eliminate the chaos completely and become a Buddhist monk. But if we're sitting in the midst, you've got to, I don't want to say demand, but request and make it a high priority to create a safe space around you and give what you're receiving. Because I know this. Um, And I'm sure it's the same with you, Chris. Like, If I call you and say, hey, Chris, you know, I love your brother. Like, things are good. It just feels warm and it's a lot easier to find inner peace when you like people care about me versus I'm like, I don't give a shit about you, dude. I don't care about this show. You'd be like, "Okay, where am I going to find inner peace? So I think knowing what you expect from others and aligning to that. So you have that safety, I think, is crucial. So start with a baseline of safety. And then the thing I preach like crazy, gratitude, right? You have gratitude, safety, just I'm sorry peace pops in your lap. Cause you're, you could be all in the pain, have all the pain in the world, but you know, you're okay. You know, mm-hmm. you're okay.
0: Yeah. And to your point, you said that earlier, and I wanted to comment on that earlier. Something I've been doing recently as an experiment is I sit there and I think about what, what would I want to hear at my lowest point? What do I want to hear when I'm struggling? And that when I think about that, again, we've talked about this, about going back to little boys and little girls that we really truly are in adult bodies. We're still sure. a lot of unhealed boys and little girls. And I think about, I just want to hear, like you said, Hey, Scott, it's going to be okay. You're going to be fine. This is a tough time, but you're going to get through this. You just want somebody to tell you, like, give you a hug and say, you got this. You know, this is just a, this is a moment in time, but so often we don't have that. We have, you haven't taken out the trash. You haven't done that. The report's late. Your sales numbers are down. You're just like, what the fuck? Right. And you just gotta have somebody in your life to sit there and say, Hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this. And I think to the, to the point, as far as, you know, that empathy and that forgiveness for me, I blew somebody's mind away the other day. And I was surprised that I did that because I've said it so many times. It's like, they said, how did you with your mother and all the things that she put you through and and did to you and everything else, what did you do not to be so angry at her and and continue that animosity in your other relationships with women? And I was like, "Mm." I said, actually, I said, honestly, the way I had to process it was I had to put myself in her shoes and so that's what I do with Amen. people I disagree with. And I people I'm frustrated with. I'm like, what might I be like them? If I had gone through those experiences and, and met all the people that they did, had all the things said to them, might I be like them? Yes. So, I mean, I think about my friends in Michigan that grew up hunting, they grew up, you know, Republican, they grew up this They, I'm like, I can't fault them because if I would have grown up in that same atmosphere, I would probably be the same guy. Ch-ch-ch, come on, baby, let's go, you know? And so I think yeah. again, going to that seek first to understand and then be understood. But also as, as the people that were in those roles, Finding empathy empathy and forgiveness for those people because it wasn't that they did something to us. They did something for us, right? I'm not sitting here today because I went through a bunch of stuff. I went through that stuff because it taught me lessons. All those adversities, everything in my life has prepared me for what's happening right now and what's going to happen next. It may have taken me 54 years to get there. God, it sounds hard to say. I just turned 54. Uh, i I say, I feel like I'm 27. Well, my body doesn't. Yeah. But, you know, and I sit there, and I think I'm like, everything has happened is preparing me for what's next. I mean, literally, where the hell's my book. I keep it right. I keep it right by me. I just, I mean, I just got done proofing. It's not, this is not the book, but I just I, got I, proofing 160. What have I? 140,000. I can't remember. Oh, no. Last night it was 110,000 words. I proofed 110,000 words of my life story and I got done. I was like just halfway and I'm like, oh my God, you would think the story is over, but there's still another whole, another part of the story. And I sat there and I think I'm like, how did I survive all that? How did I get through that? And it was just one step at a time, one step at a time. Keep learning, keep growing, keep reading books, keep, keep asking people questions, keep trying to understand, keep growing just one step at a time. It's not going to be this. Everybody wants this massive like awakening and like, oh, now I understand. It's like you wake up tomorrow and I tell people this all the time. Like the best thing you can do for yourself, the best thing is wake up in the morning before your eyes open and say what you're grateful for. We talked about gratitude. Gratitude is massive. And then set your intention for the day. Do I intend on being a dick today? Do I intend on being an asshole? Do I intend on focusing on negativity? No, no, I intend on being grateful for all the different moments. Like I've shared with you before, I had a guy that didn't take care of his bowel movements, wound up with a colostomy bag and he goes, Chris, I just wish I could shit and wipe my own ass. And I was just like, you know, we just take everything for granted. Literally, every time I go to the bathroom, I think about them. Now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. thanks a lot. Uncle. So how
1: do you sell to somebody who's in the middle of the journey and struggling like crazy that one step at a time is enough? Because, I mean, listen, if you're like, if you saying that to any of us in the middle of our hardest time, that sounds like, like that you, you want it, someone wants to punch you in the face. One step at a time, it's going to be all right. Like, shut up. How do mm-hmm. you solicit that from your current perspective in a way that somebody's going to
0: receive that? Great question. How did you get here? You got here one step at a time. You're going to get out of it one step at a time. And I told somebody this the other day, I've had a, a prospective coaching call with somebody and they're like, well, I just don't have time. Blah, blah, blah I need, I need results and I need success and everything else. I'm like, how old are you? And they're like 43. And I'm like, it took you 43 fucking years to get to this point. You know, you have a lot of conditioning. You, you can't expect this to be overnight. What would it look like in three years if you were on the other side of all this? And you could look back and go, wow, I'm grateful for all that stuff happening. How would you feel? And then you were so empowered and so excited that all the growth and everything, all the healing that you did in three years versus 43 years. What would you want to do next? What do you think? What do you think you would want to do if you walked out on the other side of all the bullshit you're going through right now? What would you want to do? He thought about it. He's like, probably go tell other people how to do it. I said, exactly my point. I said, it may be hard. It may not be easy, but it's going to be fucking worth it. I said, go do it one step at a time. Every single day you wake up. Did I live intentionally? Did I live with gratitude? Did I live with passion? Did I focus on the right things in my life? Did I take care of the people that I love the most? I'm fanatic about that. I tell you, I love you. I tell everybody I love them. I tell my son, I'm so proud of you. Every single time I meet him or every time I see him, he probably hates it, but God knows how much longer I have. You know, I've got friends that are dying of cancer right now. I'm like, and they're scared of dying. I'm like, I could slip down the stairs and fall and bust my head open tomorrow. You know, it's no big deal. I mean, not a big deal, but um, yeah. you know, we can we can sit there and focus on that. So we have to be intentional and we have to have that gratitude uh, about wanting to do it but so many people don't want to do it and that's that's those are the people i feel sorry that's for the that they point. potentially could spend their the whole life going hmm life sucks hmm.
1: so like, so so maybe that's maybe that's what we finish up with that question because sometimes the feet are so heavy in taking that one step every step just feels like just a ton of weight and even though you can say there's something good on the other side i'm just too tired to lift my foot chris you can tell me all the beauty and you can tell me that Life is the journey and not the destination, but I'm even too tired to punch you. I just want to just crawl up in a hole and die. And oh, yeah. a lot of us get to that space. And I'm, I'm I'm rhetorically speaking for many. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting in that I space right now. Angry. I know. So I'm sitting in that space right now where I just want to crawl up and I'm like, my lead weights. What can we share with them? to get them, and not get them, to inspire them. You said a great word earlier, awareness. Awareness is huge. Yeah. What can we get them to get to a state of awareness that divinity lies within them and they are the hero to their journey. They are the answer they've been looking for because, man, that sounds so far-fetched when you're outside of it.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a great question. I think uh, we'd get a lot of money if we were able to answer that question very succinctly. But I think it ultimately starts with, it ultimately just starts with, for me, it's about leverage, right? So when I think about leverage to change, what's my why, right? What's my big why in this situation? Who do I want to be, who do I want to be remembered for? Who do I want to be remembered for being? And so I go back to that always that I talk about the eulogy story. I just told this to somebody today that was being interviewed and they were like, Oh my God, I never thought about that. I'm like, yeah. When I wrote that and I decided the fact that I want to be remembered for fighting for what's right and what's fair and risking for which that mattered, and leaving this world a better place. That is my fire every single day. Does this align with my values? And that's another thing to answer your question. When I think about it, I ask people, what are your values? And they like, mm, you know, that's a good question. I never thought about that. So that's a, I mean, that's one action they can take is they can actually pull out a piece of paper and, and write down, what do I value? And then sit there and say, okay, I'm going to make a commitment to myself that this day forward, all the past is the past. You know, that's yesterday's Chris. Whenever I quit something, I literally wake up the next day. I'm like, that was yesterday's Chris. That Chris drank yesterday. Chris smoked yesterday. Chris did drugs yesterday. Chris did whatever. That was yesterday's Chris. Today's a new beginning. So what am I willing to do? And focusing on that intention to be able to sit there and say, okay, what's my why? And what's the reason for me being here and being able to execute on that imperfectly, you know, I'm not going to be worried about if I do it perfectly or not. I'm just going to continue taking that action and not giving up. That's why I literally keep this thing in front of me all the time. People say, how, Chris, how do you stay inspired? I just keep inspired because you never know how close you are before you give up, but you got to get started and nobody's going to come and save you. Nobody's coming to, to rescue you. Nobody's going to come and apologize to you for the shit they said to you when you were eight years old, it's up to you to sit there and say, okay, what part of the solution can I be today? And then using that compound, Effort to increase your confidence and your courage to sit there and open your perspective from going like this, like the world sucks and everybody's out to get me. Like, oh, there are some good people out there. Somebody just said the other day, like, there's so much, there's so much hate, and it was on a clubhouse room. There's so much hate and there's so much this. I'm like, you obviously watch the news, right? And he goes, yeah. And I said, guess what I see? I said I don't watch the news. I said I hear about it, but guess what I see? I go to Disney. I go all all over the place. I see beautiful people from all shapes, size, color, religion, and I bet that if I fell down. All those people would come over and go, "Hey, Chris, what can we do for to help you?" Nobody would sit there and say, "What religion do you subscribe to? Did you were you anti-vax or you're anti-Trump or for?" They would just come and help us. So we got to get rid of, of people focusing on the negativity and the narrative that the government and everybody else is trying to get us to follow, and just say, "Listen, I am my own person." Where can I focus the most on and what intentional steps can I take to grow myself through this challenge so that on the other side, I can help my family. I could be a, an excellent role model for my kids. I just, I just nailed somebody the other day. They said, I have a tough time this and I'm like, listen to your language. You're telling you, you're already, you're like you said, you're subconscious. You're already telling yourself you're going to suck at it and you're not going to be successful at it. How about giving yourself an opportunity for positivity and for that growth and to set that example for your kids? Because right now you're telling your kids, you're telling your daughter and your son, it's okay to stay in a miserable marriage because it's comfortable and it's safe. And because you don't have any other place to go. And then I told her a story about Monica Kretschmer. I said, she was like, she was donating to a, to a woman's shelter. Then one day she had to get up with her her five-year-old or seven-month-old kid and go stay in that shelter because she had no other place to go. You know, you, yeah, know. Yep. Yep. No, you. you got to take those progressive steps. Yeah.
1: No, I'm hundred percent with you.
0: David Libby says, that's it. Self-talk matters. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. You got Michelle Lyon in the house. She says, Hey guys, what's up, Michelle? Hey, thank Michelle. you for being here. David Libby. Thank you for being here, brother. Appreciate you. What does he say here? He says, you know, that's so true. Christopher, we're just a bunch of unhealed boys and Amen. girls, but we need to take care of those boys and girls now that we're adults. And integrate percent.
1: them. We need to integrate them in that subconscious, that child, into the adult. We need to introduce them and say, in this present moment, bring that curiosity, bring that wonderment, bring that opportunity for healing, and let's do that together. And that's the oh, divide is what's crushing us.
0: Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. The narrative that's being spoken is is that's what I'm like sick of. And actually, I've I've I've, shh, I've actually got my wife to where she doesn't watch the news that much anymore. Nice. I started doing a TikTok. I started doing a TikTok the other day about cats or something like that. I'm like, yay! you know, she's like, I'm just sick of it. And I'm like, you finally got to the place that I got, right. You know, how can we better, how can we better serve our community? She's helping this homeless woman out and she feels amazing about it. She goes, now I get what you're doing, Chris. Yeah. I get, I get that feeling well, that you get.
1: Well, it's interesting too. Cause you know, even you and I have a different degree of how we respond to things like you'll, you'll keep certain friends who to me are spewing things that clearly are just infesting the waters with just chum and just bringing in the negativity. And and I'll tell you, one of the things that I did, if you look at my social media now, with those people gone, there's no bullshit. There's no, oh my God, look at this, oh, conspiracy this, oh, this, or zero hedge this, or like right wing crazy shit. It's just, it's not it's not political at all. It's, yeah. hey, do you wanna to come to this retreat with us? Hey, we're having a dinner party. Hey, how you doing, Scott? hey, we just used a really great plumber. You should try them. Oh, it's it, dude, it's literally like heaven because yeah. what I'm focusing on is becoming a reality. So for me, removing those people, and listen, I don't not like those people as humans. Right. I will not subscribe to their bullshit they're going to post in these mediums. And if I saw them in real life, I'd have dinner with them, but I'm absolutely not going to be part of their existence where they're spewing that stuff here. And it was the yeah. smartest thing I ever did. And so not just eliminate news, but living, eliminating the opportunity for that stuff to be thrown in front of me when I'm having a very clear day and I'm having a very you know good day as far as the antennas you know spreading what I want to share, and that yeah. would have affected me. When I see that, I get upset, and it shifts my ability to you know send out the good signals. So I had to do it for me. But
0: you know what I do with them now? I play with them. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just did it today. It. I can't. I can't. I just change. did it. I'm like, Hey, la la, la la and I just like just a little poke, just a little nudge. Like Mm-mm-mm. you think about it a little bit differently. Like, what are you doing right here? What do you think you're doing? Wow. We've been going for fucking nearly an hour, dude. Let's go Let's for another it. couple hours. Let's, Let's end it. Let's end
1: hours. it. So I can go take a nap because my back is killing me. Let's end this thing.
0: We <laughs> love you guys. We love you guys. Robert Broker, David Libby, Michelle, Lyon, Kelsey in the love house. Um, Yes. We had, uh, I know we Beautiful had Heath gamers. in here earlier. Man. Um all you beautiful people whether you're watching or listening on the replay we thank you we thank you thank you and and, and again please 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 something Scott and I have been doing a poor job of this is on audio podcast most people follow podcasts on audio format but I personally have been promoting the video content a lot more just go to your favorite platform type in the unfiltered experience you could type in Christopher Roush or Scott Goyette. you'll find it we're on Spotify iHeart we're on every place do us a solid, go there. And there's a link to Apple because that's like, we've got 90% of our podcasts are coming through there. We're in uh, about four different countries right now. We need your help and support. If you love this show and you get value out of this, please take five minutes, just five minutes out of this 50 minutes that we've been talking here to, to elevate your consciousness, go there, subscribe. And if you dig this, please leave a review. Um, I found out the other day, I wasn't really thinking about reviews and stuff like that. And they said, well, Chris, when people are hiring you to speak or or anything else, they're going to go look at your podcast and they see they have three reviews. They're going to think you're not very good. You may have a hundred shows, but you're not very good. So we need your help. We need your help. So go there. It's right there in the, in the show notes. If you guys are listening on the podcast, thank you guys for doing so. I know some of you watch the podcast and listen to it as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Whatever we can do to help support you guys. We've got a couple of shows, uh, solo shows, uh, in, in the, in the works right now. So let us know. Go to No, I've been talking all fucking day. I can't wait to stop talking. Um, go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Check us out. Join the Facebook community and let us know what you want. We ask this all the time. And every once in a while, we get some feedback on there. But we want to know what you guys want. What conversation do you want me and Scott to have? Scott and I to have. I'm trying to improve my English again because my son's now learning English, so I can't be lazy anymore. Uh, what conversations do you want Scott and I to have here on the show in the next couple of weeks? And we'd love to have those with you. So again, if you're listening or watching on the replay, go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com, Let us know what you want, what type of guests you want. Um, and we'd love to entertain that with you. So thank you guys all so much, Scott. I can't thank you enough for all your partnership and friendship and brotherhood. Um, I depend on you. I appreciate you. I love you. And, um, and, and Michelle says here, she was so important for our health. Yes. I turned off the TV over five years ago. Love you guys. We love you too. Yes, yes, yes. I hope you get better and feel better um i found out i need to have more surgery but that's another conversation
1: i know it sucks yeah my mom's in surgery right now she's stuck in the hospital for dude dude it never ends but we're all live
0: yes we are go be grateful guys so here's the here's the marching orders go be grateful set the intention tomorrow go be beautiful and let us know what we can do for you go subscribe to the podcast we'll see you next week on the unfiltered experience we love you guys peace
1: love you guys